0: Welcome to Coaching the Brave Podcast with Yovana Chase. I am Yovana Chase and I am here to provide you positivity and possibility because hope and community is something that we all strive for and we all really need. So enjoy and sit back. I am so thankful that you are here another week because what we're going to be discussing here is just so many fun people who are not only part of the military community, but who are also part of the civilian community and who have things to offer for the military. And it's not only about interviews and chatting together, but it's also about experiences of coaching and meditations and just fun little quirky things that come to mind that I just wanna share with you. And I hope that they bring you a light at the end of the day to take with you toward to the rest of the week. And I hope you really enjoy. Without further ado, let's get into it. Why, hello, hello, hello. I am recording this introduction for my Coaching the Brave community. Hello, hello, hello. I know it's not Friday. It is Saturday. So I do apologize for that. And I am on vacation. I went from Washington State to New Jersey to go visit family for my son's birthday and my mother-in-law's birthday, which was epic. We had an amazing time just catching up and just being present, being mindful, being respectful, soaking in every single moment. And taking all, taking it all in with pictures and fun and laughter and you know these moments are sacred and that is priceless. So I hope that you are having a wonderful summer filled with that much joy and that those many blessings. And uh, this week I want to just share with you a conversation that I had with this amazing woman, whom I found on a military writer a podcaster and educator. She graduated from Columbia University with her BA in creative writing. From there, she pursued a career in education, picking up two MA's, master's of arts degrees in several languages and calling three countries home. She's published numerous articles and an an academic book chapter. In April 2022, Kalisha Hollis-Jesse launched Stations with Stories, a podcast chronicling the dynamic military spouse life as a full-time writer. She currently resides in Washington State with her husband enjoying new adventures and hanging out with fellow military spouses. You can find her at stationedwithstories.com and on Instagram at stationed underscore stories on Instagram and Twitter. I would love to share with you the fact that we she and I had already recorded our conversation. However Because I'm still a novice at podcasting and I didn't know that I needed to have storage, and I tried updating my computer that's already 10 years old. (laughs) I ended up running out of space, and our whole conversation just didn't save at all. These stumbles that we go through, (laughs) figuring out our new endeavors. But thankfully, she is a generous and understanding woman and she understood the struggle and she was able to give her time willingly for another scheduled podcast interview and let me just tell you that when god says something will not happen he makes the next the next time much more worth it and much better because the message that we have for you in this podcast is divine. It really is. We couldn't have asked for a better conversation. And I'm very thankful that we had that time together. So, without further ado, here is Kalisha Hollis Jesse. Yeah, Kalisha, you're here again because of a little mishap that I had with my computer and my storage. Uh, but how are you doing today?
1: I am well. I'm doing pretty well. Cannot
0: complain. Cannot complain. Good. so happy. <laughs> Tell me about um, your life before being a military spouse.
1: Yes. So um, before I became a military spouse, which is just about three years now, I was working at a boarding school, private boarding school, preparatory school and education. And my life has always been either writing or education. Sometimes it melts both. And so I was working high school students. I was an international student coordinator there. I was the international student coordinator there at that school. Had a lot of international students who came in. And so I helped make sure that their acculturation experience was smooth, that they got you know, really acclimated to their new environment. I also was a Spanish teacher at that school and did a couple of other things. We had, we all wore several hats at that school. But I was in education, enjoyed that. And a little bit before that, I got a master's out in, in Spain, um, in kind of central Spain, Alcalá de Henares, and was Teaching and getting my degree at that time, but definitely in education for uh, for those couple of years leading up to entering the meal life.
0: Wow, that is amazing! You got and and I heard in your bio too that you have two masters.
1: I bio. do. And I, I was like, well, what are these weird people who get two math? Why do you even need one is enough? And I ended up being <laughs> one of those odd, strange people who got another one. Um, but yes, I did. My first one I did in higher education um, at Michigan, University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. And then the second one, like I said, was in Spain, Aklaga de Anades, uh, the universe, university there. And I did that in teaching and learning Spanish as a foreign language so much awe right now because
0: <laughs> yeah it's true you think okay for me anyway in my experience it was like I got my associates okay cool I'm done mm-hmm. and my mom was like no you're gonna go get your bachelor's and I was like no I don't want to but yeah. I did I went to go get my bachelor's and then like years later I was like wow I'm gonna need a master's if I'm gonna keep going in the mental health field so mm-hmm. let me go get my master's but that's that was a whole different ball game for me. That's when I started becoming a health coach, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: I didn't even finish. So I admire you so much for getting two
1: amazing. Yeah, no, they were they were very different experiences, as you yeah. can imagine. Uh, but I, I enjoyed both a lot. Good. That's
0: mm-hmm. what matters. So then, how did you become a military
1: spouse? Yeah. So our story actually started, now I said three years, we've been married for almost three years, but our story actually started, we met for one semester only. It's like, you know, that's all one night only. only. No, it was one semester only. And I was at a sister school of his down in Atlanta, Georgia. I was at Spelman College. He is a Morehouse graduate and I did an exchange program basically We met there on campus. The campuses are very close to one another. There's a certain, this called the AUC, the Atlanta University Center. And we met there at a club, like a a student organization club, and, you know, would hang out sometimes in, in group settings. We were friends. We were friends. He invited me to the military ball. And we had a great time there. But after that semester, I went back to my school. I went to Columbia in, in New York. Went back to Columbia and finished my degree. He finished his degree. We went our separate ways and lives. And we would connect on social media like everybody. You know, you meet some somebody one time and now you're Facebook friends. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we were actually cool. We were friends. And so we would, you know, say every once in a while, hey, happy belated birthday or Hope you're doing well. And you see a new post, that kind of thing, like a post, that kind of thing. So we didn't see each other again until almost nine years later. We reconnected on social media. And that time, that exchange, I was like, this is something different about this guy. There's I, there's something that I'm 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 really, you know, drawn to and maturity, and we're just at the right place in our lives. And we were long distance, but we reconnected in December 2019. We you know, saw each other again in January, and we started dating a couple weeks after that officially. We ended up um, getting engaged. She proposed in June of 2020, and we got married in July of 2020. And, and
0: wow, that's amazing. So nine years later, from the one semester, nine years later, you guys reconnected on social media.
1: On which, social media. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's amazing. And then you, he proposes... And you guys get married during a pandemic. So right. And we, that?
1: that was, it was something, it It was while we started dating, we did a fast before we started dating. We both were very much strong in our religious beliefs. We we're both Christian. And so we, we did a fast, we had our, uh, official start date to our relationship, and at that point, we didn't, no one knew what was really going on. Obviously, we're in the U.S., and so that gives you some context. Stuff was happening in China, we know, but we we weren't really seen. We hadn't seen it in the U.S. yet. When by the time we, you know, February, early February, I was. I was international student coordinator, and so to, to know I had to send some special messaging out to families of support, because we had families of students who were coming from China, and we knew something was happening in their community, and so we wanted to get in front of it and lend our support if our students need anything from us or, or whatever, logistically or whatever, we wanted to do that messaging. So it was in my mind a little bit, but it still hadn't hit right the U.S. By March, we understood things were shutting down. And so we were intentionally dating. It was a courtship. And by the time he proposed in June, we knew that it was going to be a COVID wedding. I didn't know how soon the wedding was going to be. We didn't know, I (laughs) didn't know at least, that we'd be getting married the next month. But uh, when we actually decided on the date and it made sense and it was one of those normal military things where it's like, I have to report to duty on this date. <laughs> yeah. so married the weekend before this date so that we can like have like our all of our stuff gets to the right place and all that. So all, it, it was really a logistical date. Yeah. For <laughs> our wedding. We had a COVID wedding. I think there was about seven of us there. And then the the event like the coordinator for the space. Everyone else was on Zoom. All of our family, all of our family was on Zoom. We just had a friend each. Our uh, person who officiated the ceremony, the wife was just also a friend. And yeah, I think that was it. That that was it. Videographer, photographer.
0: Oh, it just mm. it just shows how logistic and how ready and responsible you both are together, and what a great team you already make that's just what it sounds
1: like to me i don't know (laughs) yeah Yeah. no and, and i think that is true i think being in this life there's a lot of there are a lot of things that are already chosen for you that you don't have a choice in, and so we are able to kind of have some agency over that was one of the one of the things that i knew this is the right person we really got along well and just putting the pieces together
0: yeah Absolutely, and you said you both are are people of faith, and you're both Christians. Yeah. I absolutely love that' cause I am too, and yeah. you know it just makes so much sense that God was pulling you together from that long ago,
1: Yes, you know one hundred percent as we know this like this God's time as we say, like really we couldn't see I couldn't see it, and no one would have known that it came together like that, but it was it really was special to see how it came together, yeah.
0: Absolutely. And so with him already being in the military, did he, uh, was he enlisted or did he join in college? How was his um, background in the military?
1: Right. So he is Navy and in college, he was in uh, Navy ROTC. So he got a chance to really understand a lot about the Navy. And I think over the summers, he had certain things that he had to do, kind of trainings that he had to go to in order to get ready. So as soon as he walked across the stage for graduation, not long after, I think it was the same day, they commissioned officially those who were graduating, and he went off into his career. So he uh, came in as an officer. Wow, amazing. How long has he been in so far? So this makes 10 years for him. This marks 10 years. He just made 10 years in May. So so yeah. Yeah. We're we're looking forward to, you know, a career. I think that's the goal, right? (laughs) Yeah. We we take things day by day. So I'll say that. I'll say that we take things day by day, life day by day. But he is 10 years in. 10
0: years
1: in. Does he like it? He does. I think it's it's challenging. And Mm -hmm. he's at a point in his career where he has a lot of responsibilities and it is definitely a lot to to juggle. Mm -hmm. And so really, when we're together, it's like, all right, let's get Navy off our mind for now and just enjoy our lives together, you know, the moments that we have together. It's definitely, I think, a a good challenge um in some ways in a difficult piece. And I think that's true of military life. It is difficult and for those who are serving and and regardless of the role, it's there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's almost like every other month is
1: the pressure. <laughs> Yes. Yes. What is, is one true. of the
0: biggest struggles that you've encountered being a military spouse?
1: Yeah, being a spouse, I think the biggest thing and I talk about this um on my podcast as well is the the concept. And I'm not struggling with the concept as much, but there're still stops, stop gates to being a dependent of someone else. And for me, you know, coming I got married I was 29, almost 30, and So I had a lot of time. It wasn't in in a lot of, everybody has their own story, but I meet a lot of spouses who they get married a little earlier. So they have lived experience, we all do, but not as much separate from someone else. And so for me, I went through all of my twenties, you know, single in that sense that I wasn't married. I didn't have children. I was kind of going about the world and uh, going, doing different type of things on my own. And so I think the biggest challenge for me and especially in the beginning and that you know we're still in the beginning right but was understanding that as there are certain places that I could not really get anything done without him being there when it pertained to the military right there certain um Processes that we had to go through, you know, getting my ID and making sure that he was there, making sure I have his I probably have his Social Security memorized as well as or better than my own at this point. And just knowing that. Really, it takes a lot of communication for for me to get something done by myself without him when it pertains to the military.
0: Yeah absolutely putting that actual definition to the word dependent is a real struggle right in the military especially when you are at the home front and they're gone somewhere on TDY or on deployment and you have to do everything but you can't do everything because you need a power of attorney or you need him right yeah right a huge and struggle
1: and i think the the uh, something similar to what you just said is that you ha- for me, planning and I, I'm I love to plan, but a lot of things just get thrown out the window. So it's like let's do this at this time or this date, and all of a sudden they are shifting their schedule. They may be out during a time when they were supposed to be in, and now I'm having to regroup. And so planning ahead, for example, holidays or going on vacations, mm-hmm. and at, like I said, at this stage of his career, he really is not able to take off time like that it's just does not work for the team and so i'm like okay i get it you the 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 team needs you they they need you there on board but what about, you know, this vacation? Yeah. <laughs> can't what about going for the it. holidays? Like, right. Like, well, do we get Christmas or do we get New Year's? Right. Which one do we get? Okay. We don't know until November. All right. You know, and, up, throw, throw up my hands. Throw up holy hands and just say, I can't plan in advance. And so that's another piece, not being able to plan in advance. I've never been in that, like, planning things last minute. But that's where I need to be at this point. Oh, absolutely. and.
0: You know, that internal struggle, how many years has that been going on? Because that could be there. It it could either, you could just flip it and just be like, yeah, okay, I know what I have to do. I'm just going to drop it. Or it could take years because it's something that is so learned from the past that now Mm -hmm. you're just switching it to do what? Like now you have Mm -hmm. to, what now? Right. Right. Kind of find that new identity almost. Right.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely.
0: were you able to just like switch that really quickly or was that another time process for you?
1: Yeah, the dependent piece, I think it took it took me just some probably some months to really like just get over it, just embrace it. And this is just what it is. I think it, it was really those when those uh, military discounts came up and I was like, <laughs> yes, you know, <laughs> remember i am the, the the dependent i can get into this museum too absolutely yeah. fantastic <laughs> dependent that is me <laughs> so maybe that's when that you know that that sweetened the deal a bit yeah um, those to, a like planning things and not being able to plan in advance i still struggle with that mm-hmm. i still struggle with hey I, i'm looking at what are we doing for the holidays already and i'm knowing that i cannot book tickets in advance because we just don't know. And and so that piece, I still, I try to, but I am definitely much more spontaneous and I've always been that way, but I'm much more go with the flow. I'm type A personality. Yeah. So I like my things in order, but now I can just let the walls down much, much easier than it was before. Much easier than it was. yeah
0: And is that too a struggle for you or is that it's almost
1: okay it's freeing a little bit yeah it's a good question I think it's it's freeing for me and one of the things that is nice because I did leave that school I talked about what I did before we got married and I and I entered this life I did eventually leave that boarding school because we needed to move and COVID kind of helped in some ways in terms of schedules I was able to work for, from home and then it's that wild teacher thing and then every any every teacher during like 2020, 21, 22, we were just kind of going wild. It was a wild time to be a teacher and and for everybody, right? But I had kind of a a softer transition than it would have been, I think, because of the online teaching. But this frees me up to be a full-time writer. And that is a joy. And so what comes with that? I need to be a little bit more flexible. Sure, I can do that. Because this is the type of life that I really want to live to be in this moment as, you know, writing the things that I love, my podcast, the passion of communicating, volunteering in the, air, in the neighborhood, right in the community. I'm in that space that I didn't have the opportunity to really fully be in before. So I, I think it's a more than a fair trade. I, I have really fallen into that.
0: Oh my goodness, Kalisha, you are the epitome of the military spouse, the ideal military spouse, Mm -hmm. because there's so many of us that feel stuck in our situation, but you are embracing it despite Mm -hmm. your type A personality, Mm -hmm. despite the fact that you're very logistic and you want things to be, you know, planned out and everything. This is you being honest with us and telling us like, Hey, I'm looking at the optimistic side. I get to do all of these other things absolutely, <laughs> and still fulfill my passion of writing and communicating and having my podcast. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what I want to share with the military community in my podcast is that that you don't have to be stuck in that situation. If there's a passion mm-hmm. for you, mm-hmm. the military gives us that opportunity as military spouses. Right. That is right. the time
1: that we're offered. Absolutely. No, absolutely, I, and I and I I am very optimistic. That's I think naturally my personality, and so it it works out perfectly for me that I get a chance to pursue this passion during this time. And and I also love adventure. And what is this life but a lot of adventures? Oh yeah. <laughs> Where are places
0: that you guys have been um, stationed?
1: Yeah. So when we got married, we were in Newport, Rhode Island. He was in the school phase. Then we went to San Diego for a short amount of time. And we thought we were going to be there. We bought a house and everything. And then they were like, no, actually, we're going to switch you over to Japan. And so that was a very quick switch, you know, (laughs) within months. And so we were in Yokosuka, Japan. Wow. and now we are in Washington we're in the basis Everett Everett in Washington so if you're keeping track <laughs> we have been in what four different places in three years it's
0: right oh my goodness yes a
1: lot of moving for sure
0: oh wow that's amazing for sure but it's lovely yeah and you've been in those areas where they do have a lot of adventure. I mean, as small as Rhode Island is, it has a lot to do. There's so much to do there. Absolutely. And then from coast to coast, and then from coast to Pacific, over the Pacific. Right. Oh, my goodness.
1: Right. And now back,
0: back to the West Coast.
1: Absolutely.
0: And yeah. so different too, because Washington and California are completely
1: different. Very different, right? And then Rhode Island, obviously <laughs> to Japan. And so I, I do find it and I love to explore. I love to I love all the pieces that you know you get a chance to learn about a place when you're really delving into it. And so that's that's my project. Like what do we do here? All right, this is the Pacific Northwest, we go hiking. We're going hiking. <laughs> so tell us about your
0: podcast and your writing.
1: Yeah. So I started Stationed with Stories actually about a year ago, a little bit over a year ago. I started in April 22. And, you know, this was just, yeah, I was already a full year into my marriage, going on two years. And I was thinking that winter before, you know what, I should I should really document some of these things that I'm learning and I'm going through. And and just be real with people, just have a good time, just be honest with people, give them the wit, give them the humor, but also just let them know what's going on. And as I mentioned before, I'm a writer, so I thought, you know, I want to have a a space where I can share some of my writing, not long form. So, flash fiction. I had just discovered the winter before this whole genre of writing. Flash fiction is really what it sounds like very, very short fiction, usually under a thousand words. It was a small little story, and so I just discovered the genre. I was at a writing conference, learning about it. So I said, yeah, "I'm going to play with this genre a bit. Maybe I put that in a podcast along with my meal style stuff." And then I love to read and I wanted to read more. So I said, how about let me be a wild lady and say, I'm going to read a book a week so that I can review them on the podcast and put it all together. And so that's really what it is. And so I, I'm reading constantly to become a better writer. So I see it oh. as like my job to read. So I'm reviewing books, all different genre of books on the podcast. I'm talking about some topic in military spouse life. And then I'm ending with a short little piece, a little story that you can kind of tuck in your pocket. And and that's the podcast. It's usually about 20 to 30 minutes. And it's just a lot of fun. It's a it's a lot of fun. Definitely, you know, your girl, your friend, who's just chatting with you every, every Monday, every week <laughs> about these different things.
0: That is so much fun. Oh my goodness. The fact that you put your passion and your joy in one. And you're sharing that with the military community and the world. It's so much fun.
1: Oh yeah, no, fun. I I enjoy it.
0: Oh, and then with your flash fiction and your story reviews, do you are are they stories that are uh, of other military spouses, or are they just that the fiction and they come from you?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So they they are all my original fiction. I think it's an interesting idea to to consider though other stories from different military spouses. But in terms of timing, I know flash fiction is one of those genres where some people know about it, but it's probably a smaller genre. Definitely of of. Fiction, and then put it on a podcast. I'm like, it has to be short, uh, but it's <laughs> all for me. All of my fiction that I'm writing, you know, constantly. They can be funny stories sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're more sentimental. Sometimes I I have a couple of creepy stories as well on there, mm-hmm. and they're short. They're very short. <laughs> listen to it within minutes. Um, and I also have timestamps. So if all you want is a little story for today, then you can just look at the timestamp where it starts and listen from there. Go listen to her and her podcast. It's great. And your your
0: title, Stationed with Stories. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I just love the BDUs on your picture and your, just your energy. And is there
1: anything
0: that is an empowering, hopeful statement that you would like to share
1: with the audience? Definitely. So, say, in this life there are a lot of unique circumstances in military families that really don't always translate over to you know other family situations and specifically that piece of sometimes having to pause or walk away from the life that you've built before then whether it's a move and you're moving away from family or it's because of you know your career needs to be in a certain place and now you're you're shifting gears and you are supporting your spouse and that and I think for some people and I've talked to different spouses it can be really challenging to embrace that but a lot of us are living in joy in the in that space and i would say that you have nothing to prove to anyone you don't have to prove anything to anyone that you are whatever right society may tell you you should be be where you are that makes you feel the most loved supported and authentic to yourself Right. I think that's the most important thing is that, no, everybody won't get it. And that is okay. You continue to enjoy your life and this adventure that we're on. And there is community out there for other people who will get it.
0: Oh, 100 percent. Thank you so much for your time, Kalisha. You are an amazing person. And I look forward to you. Yes. I look forward to continuing our
1: connection and absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And this has been lovely. Thank you so much for this opportunity to talk to your audience and what you're doing uh is so essential. It's really important. And I hope that you will continue to feel empowered, right? The things that you are doing for other people empowering, I pray that that. It's what you feel and what you experience yourself in this work and in this life journey.
0: Thank you, Kalisha. That was so beautiful. I appreciate that. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. What an amazing conversation that was. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise, your knowledge, and your skills with the Coaching the Brave community. We appreciate you so much. And for you listeners out there, if you enjoyed it and it really touched your heart and you thought of someone that it could benefit, share it with them. Thank you again for listening. I encourage you to review. Check out my website as well, YovannaChase.com, And find me on Instagram and Facebook at Coaches. And I am here because I want to help you succeed. I want to help you be a more positive you. And right now I'm doing a promotion where you will get a one-on-one holistic fat loss program. Um, you can get a free 15-minute call with me. So if you head on over to my IG, under my bio, you can find that Calendly uh, link where you can go ahead and sign up for that. I'm excited to speak with you in person, oh my gosh, through this Zoom virtual life here. So if you are interested or know someone who might be interested in losing 20 pounds in 90 days holistically, please share, sign up. And again, I cannot wait to talk with you next week. Have a wonderful week.